Hey, Yak, welcome back to the Quarantine Podcast, episode 44. Hope this sees you doing well. It's Mirror Monday. Turn with me to Leviticus 19, which we're going to be today. As you turn there, I want to remind you of a couple things. This is um, regularly in the context of referencing, or this part of Leviticus, the law. And when we talk about the law, we talk about the Ten Commandments given by God to Moses on Mount Sinai. Now, an easy thing to do, and you've heard me say this if you've been in Yak for a while, is that when we see the law, it's simply to see a list of rules in which to live by it to make us holy and righteous. And yes, in a sense, that is true. But there is a deeper issue going on here when it comes to the law. The law reveals the character of God. The law reveals the character of God. So when we look at the law, the law, t- law tells us about who God is. One, he's the only God in the universe, and therefore we should, he should be the one that we worship. Two, we should not make any other gods before him because he is the only one worthy of our worship. Um, and then as it goes into the other laws, he's a God of rest, right? He set aside the Sabbath forth for us. He is a God of truth, right? We're not to lie. He is the God of honor, right? That tells us how we should honor our parents. He's the God of life. Thou shalt not murder. Um, He is a God who satisfies. Thou shalt not covet, right? All these things reflect who God is, which tells us that if we are Imago Dei, we are image bearers of God, then the law is not just a set of rules that we follow in order to be righteous, but it is looking at the character of God, and us to reflect the character of God. So it, gets, it goes much deeper than just a set of rules that is before us. And so here, as in many rules in life, if you look at the law system of the United States, we need things spelled out for us. We are a people of loopholes who try to get around doing the law, and unfortunately, When we sin, we no longer reflect the character of God. So these are commands in Leviticus 19, 9 through 18, in which, well, how do I go about loving my neighbor? How do I go about um, expanding the kingdom of God in the way that I treat others? And he gives us detailed instructions here, Leviticus 19. So with that context in mind, let's go through it. And then I'll point out a couple things as we go. Leviticus 19.9 When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap your field right up to its edge. Neither shall you gather the gleanings after your harvest. And you shall not strip your vineyard bare. Neither shall you gather the fallen grapes of your vineyard. You shall leave them for the poor and for the sojourner. I am the Lord, your God. Notice again, it's, yes, a law, but then it's making a statement about the character of God at the very end. These laws reflect who God is to a community. And as image bearers, we are to reflect God to the world. Well, how do you do this now? I, I know most of you, Yak students, none of you are farmers. How do you set aside the gleanings of the harvest? We've talked about this a lot, especially when it comes to Proverbs, and that is the difference between intentionality and passivity. And here the farmers had to make active decisions to not take everything that 
in some way, rightfully, belongs to them, they grew it. But they intentionally set aside things for the disenfranchised in their community. And so how do you do that as a Yak student? Do you set aside part of the income that you make, whether it's by a job or allowance or whatever, for the disenfranchised in your society? Or do does your heart scream, well, it's mine, I earned it? Begin to build in these things to your heart now so that God can give you more when you have more and use it to glorify him in the way that we love our neighbors. Next, verse 11. You shall not steal. You shall not deal falsely. You shall not lie to one another. Notice how it all goes together, right? These reflect one another. These don't happen in vacuum. Stealing doesn't happen in a vacuum of not dealing falsely, and dealing falsely does not happen in a vacuum of lying to one another. These are just closing loopholes. He's closing loopholes. Well, I didn't steal. I just didn't tell him the whole truth, right? Well, I didn't, you know, I didn't deal falsely with him, but, um, well, I just, I might have lied to him on one thing. You know, we tried a loophole. He's getting us by here. Verse 12, you shall not swear by my name falsely, and so profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. Again, this is talking about oaths. So, I swear in the name of God. It's not saying that we can't take oaths. It's saying that we should not take oaths falsely. In the New Testament, it says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. That should be enough of an oath if you reflect the character of God. Verse 13, you shall not oppress your neighbor or rob him. The wages of a hired worker shall not remain with you all night until the morning. You shall not curse the deaf or put a stumbling block before the blind, but you shall fear your God. I am the Lord. Again, how do you treat those that are under you? whether it's economically, literally on some sense of a corporate ladder here, the hired worker, or those who are not on your level in regards to um, some sort of deficiency that they carry, whether it's blindness or deafness. Um, in your case, it might have to do with how do I treat a younger uh, sibling um, because they're not as either mentally developed as you um, or mature. Um, how do you treat them? Do you treat them Less, or do you raise them up and call them to reflect the Lord? 15. You shall not do injustice in court. You shall not be partial to the poor or defer to the great, but in righteousness shall you judge your neighbor. You shall not go around as a slanderer among your people. You shall not stand up against the life of your neighbor. I am the Lord. So slanderer. When you have complaints, who do you go to? Do you take those complaints to, the, complaints to the person that you have a complaint against? Or do you slander their name? 17. You shall not hate your brother in your heart. But you shall reason frankly with your neighbor, lest you incur sin because of him. You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people. But you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. And we could do a whole podcast on this, but I will keep it short. You shall not hit your brother in your heart. Again, it's closing a loophole, right? We could say, well, you know, I don't treat them bad. I say hi. And that might be external way that you attempt to love your neighbor. But in your heart, are you loathing against him? 
And then he goes further, you shall reason frankly with your neighbor, lest you incur sin because of him. What's the sin he's talking about here? This sin is bitterness. Bitterness and wanting to guilt and shame others rests in the heart of when there is enmity between people, especially our brothers. Do we seek to let go of enmity or do we seek to hold it over our brother? Matthew 18 and 1 John are good places to go to deal with that. And lastly, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Jesus echoed those exact words. And he begins to talk about here how to love our neighbor. And that's hard. That's hard. These are not easy things. But when we do them, we reflect the character of God. Peace.